Hello and welcome back to the 53rd episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast with your host, Bada Leon. And of course, we have our lovely co-host with us, Ashley Downing. Hello, hello. All right, guys. So we have a really dope episode lined up for you guys. We're going to talk about the influence of money in politics and how it really affects everything underneath it. It's really a trickle-down system on uh once it comes to that, that's really the stem of a lot of the issues that we have in Washington and that we've experienced really since this disastrous decision that we're going to cover also in this episode, which is the decision by the Supreme Court in 2010 um, regarding Citizens United. We're also going to talk about how Democrats and Republicans are bought and paid for uh, by different industries and different people, but sometimes and oftentimes they are one and the same. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little later on. And we're even going to talk about how uh, and give specific examples of Donald Trump, Joe Biden, who are who's contributing to them this uh, this election cycle in 2020. Uh, and we found out some really cool tidbits that we can't wait to share with you there. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the first topic. Let's go back to the beginning of this in 2010 with this disastrous United uh, Citizens United decision by the Supreme Court. So, Ashley, uh, go ahead, take it away, enlighten us. What happened then? Why is it so bad for us? Okay, so Citizens United, it was basically a decision that said that corporations um, can be considered people. So originally, corporations could not donate to political campaigns, um, but this decision basically made it so that corporations are um, still technically cannot, but they're considered people, so they can. Um, so let's like basically made a loop in this system. Um, but this made it so that people in Washington can really become as powerful as money can buy them, um, which is scary, really scary. And how this started was a conservative group actually wanted to post anti um, Hillary Clinton ads, and it was getting too close to the election. And that was the whole um, decision that they were that overturned was they couldn't. It was thirty days thirty days before primary or sixty days before a general election. You couldn't um, uh, donate any money or. Um, run these ads. And so they overturned that and said that now corporations are considered people so they can do as they please. And they can also do it um, at any point in the election cycle. Um, and, yeah, absolutely. And, and as we know now, this opened the floodgates of dark money and, and influencing our politics and our politicians. Uh, to new levels that we had never seen and experienced as a country before. Um, yeah, it gave a, a na new name to PAC, Super PAC. Absolutely, and once again, it puts more money and uh, more power, money and power into the hands of the few. And once again, who is that? That's the oligarchy. Mm -hmm. Those are the people all the way up top, that small group of individuals that because of their wealth, influence and power, um, they are able to do these things now that they can buy politicians and it's legal bribery, which is basically what this is and mm -hmm. enables them to do. Like, exactly. Like conceptually guys, you have to think about it. Like if I give you money and like, 
for your campaign to get reelected, like, do you honestly think like I'm giving you that money for no reason at all? Like as, uh, and it, it would be a large sum, of course, like, because as a, as a corporation or a company or whatnot, they give substantial amounts more. They set up super mm -hmm. PACs so that they can flush these campaigns with money uh, in order for them to win in their best interest. Because once again, it is in their best interest to put those people in power because they are donating to them. They know they're going to get something back for it. That's why it became so important after 2016 when Bernie Sanders originally said that he wasn't going to take any corporate PAC money. And since then has become... Uh, a very mainstream position to have among the Democrats, at least the progressive Democrats, and specifically the ones, most of the ones running for the presidency. And coincidentally, yeah. Joe Biden is not one of those people. <laughs> well, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned Bernie too, right? Because he didn't take corporate PAC money, um, any type of PAC money. Um, and he raised so much money still and was able to last so long in the election. Mm -hmm. um, so that clearly says that a lot of Americans wanted Bernie because they, he was not bought, bought by any kind of corporation. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that's really powerful versus Biden or <laughs> Trump or Hillary Clinton even. Um, <laughs> other people who are just given all of these hundreds of thousands of dollars or if not millions, I mean millions, some of these super PACs give to one political campaign. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really insane. Uh, and then we'll, we'll pull up actual graphics for you guys to check out and see, uh, to see the kind of things that we're talking about and the industries that are supporting these candidates in particular, it, it's going to be pretty interesting for you to see. We found out some pretty interesting things that we didn't know about even uh, when we were doing a little bit of research before this episode started. But uh, I want to tie in uh, and pivot onto the topic of how Democrats and Republicans are both taking contributions from different dark money groups, or they're both taking money from specific industries that... Um, that, that want a certain agenda done, you know? Uh, let's shed a little light about that to our audience um, and how each representative from like the parties are really kind of bottom pay for, like we said in the beginning of the episode, by different people in different industries. So uh, for example, let's talk about how the Democrats for more often than not are bought by um, the health insurance industry, they're bought by um, uh, private prisons. Uh, oftentimes, like Bill Clinton was the one that pushed the crime bill, coincidentally, uh, that locked up millions of Americans since the 90s. Um, they, Biden uh, also, under Barack Obama, they built a lot of private prisons. Mm -hmm, exactly. Um, and then uh, the Republicans, they have the gun manufacturers, they have um, big oil, um, the big banks are kind of bought by, they are, they're being shared by everybody. The banks have enough money to throw at both parties, uh, but that's what's fucked up. You know, like we're kind of taking it uh, like a joke, but the, it's really fucked up that these people mm -hmm. and these entities think that they can literally buy our election and people that are even like huge democratic donors, like for example, Michael Bloomberg, him himself being part of one of the oligarchs and one of the people that can do this, like he actually showed how much influence you can, you have um, when you, when you as an oligarch step into a race, 
one he was given all you have to do is have a lot of money <laughs> one he was given preference for the debates you know like they weren't uh, a lot of other candidates before like Cory Booker Tulsi Gabbard they were all talking shit about like how they couldn't get into the debates but as soon as Michael Bloomberg one of the donor class <laughs> of the Democratic Party wants to jump in oh okay we're gonna relax the rules for you and he spent uh when he was in the race for what was it like six months or so he spent like close to like uh, 600 billion, six or 700 billion, I think. Uh, not billion, million. Million. <laughs> million is a ton. Billion is a ton. Yeah, six or 700 million dollars in that short run. Like, can you imagine like what that money would have done elsewhere? Like, and he actually, in the national standings, he got pretty, like pretty high. And that's mm-hmm. just goes, that just goes to show like what money can do for you you know well and much literally only one one territory like american samoa or like with that random one whatever it was oh like, yeah that's <laughs> right like, he did i forgot he, about that he got a good amount of the national like the popular vote like that's that's crazy that's what money can do for you yeah well and let's not forget i remember at this first i think I think it was the first Democratic debate he was even a part of. He said, you know, no matter who the Democratic nominee is, everybody on this stage is going to put their differences aside and back the person. <laughs> I'm going to put all my money in making sure that Trump isn't the next president. So yeah, you know, dude. you know, I would bet my ass that the Democrats only let him in the race so late in the game because they knew they were going to get all that money. And that's what he's doing. He kind of, after he's dropped out, he has flushed the, Dem- the Democratic uh, side with cash to replace the Republican presidency. And he mm-hmm. even said it while he was running that, like, he, what would you guys prefer me to do? Would you rather me spend the money uh, and try to beat Donald Trump? But at the time, he was trying to spend the money for himself to replace or, Donald mm-hmm. Trump. <laughs> but I mean, uh, th- that's a separate conversation. But now he's, um, now that he's out of the race, he's just flushing the Democrats with cash. Uh, trying to get people to register to vote or like whatever the initiative is but whatever yeah so yeah he has flushed them with cash and i'm sure they're loving every second of that um so let's go ahead and dive into open secrets let's show them exactly what we're talking about when we talk about the democrats and republicans kind of being supported by different industries and give them dollar amounts and show them where this money's coming from so let me share my screen with you guys give me two seconds for you Okay. Alrighty. So uh, we have Donald Trump. Let's start off with the incumbent president here, our favorite Donnie. So uh, once again, this is for the 2020 cycle of the presidency. Uh, Here we can see uh, the industries that are supporting the president uh, this time around. these are the dollar amounts, but I'm just going to scroll down to the bottom where we can see um, uh, more of a graphic for you guys to check mm-hmm. out um, with this. So once again, and I definitely the, suggest everybody go on this website. It's really uh, interesting. Absolutely. Definitely go check it out. Once again, it's opensecrets.org. Uh, just type in Donald Trump and click on 2020 cycle, and that should be the page that we're on. So once again, we can see here the top sectors of uh, industries that are supporting the president in this time around. So we have, what's really interesting about Donald Trump is that his largest, his largest part of our our bar in the graph is the other, uh, the other, and like that, it doesn't fit into any (laughs) of those other, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. So that brings (laughs) up a lot of questions, like what is all those other ones? Uh, But as you can see here, like, 
Um, what was really surprising also is that he didn't get a ton of money from the defense department, which I thought he would definitely get more money from them, uh, considering his stance on like the military industrial complex and whatnot. He basically feeds the beast. Um, I thought he would have gotten more from finance, insurance, and real estate also. I was a little bit surprised about that one. Yeah, I think they just assume, um, like what I said to you earlier as well, I feel like they just assume that he's going to be on their side. Um, Right. But even if they don't, at least the finance industry was, uh, they're definitely on the side of the Democrats as well. So if they don't get- Which we'll see. (laughs) If they don't get in with Donald Trump, then they're going to get in with the Democrats. So- it's a win-win for the banks for the most part. Um, and uh, let's see here, healthcare, um, that's another kind of sizable one. Miscellaneous business, um, ideological single issue. To me, that screams like uh, evangelicals, like that screams like uh, churches, like stuff, that kind of like environment to me. Um, but that other category you see there in, off the chart 30 million yeah that's (laughs) that's pretty insane for the president and that other is actually 29 yeah basically 30 million dollars that's crazy um but let's go ahead and pivot to um joe biden the democratic nominee uh that's going to be up against donald trump in 2020 november so uh this time around it looks like joe biden and his campaign has raised a significant amount of money, the most, uh, it seems, from the finance, insurance, and real estate industry, like the ones where he was slacking over there. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, they were they were helping out. Oh, They're oh, on the Biden's. Over here. <laughs> yeah. um, and they were very much on the side of the Democrats as well in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. She had uh, has a really good reputation with the banks on Wall Street. She mm-hmm. gave like... Uh, speeches paid speeches to their events and stuff like that uh and they came out for her and forced supported her in her bid for the presidency in 2016. uh but it's interesting to see that they kind of continue that trend with joe biden in 2020 uh alongside the lawyers and lobbyists (laughs) uh, for joe biden um taking like uh, a big piece of that as well ideological single issue also has a pretty sizable chunk under yeah and other uh is also sizable under joe biden as well Uh, he has some labor support uh seven hundred and eight thousand dollars it looks like um very little from the defense department again Uh, but we can basically see here that he is supported by more so than other industries, the finance, insurance, and real estate industry. So, um, or industries. So that's going to be really interesting to kind of look through and uh, show you guys. And I hope you learn a little bit more about that. But anything you wanted to share that I didn't cover with this before I leave uh, uh, the screen share? Um, No, no, I don't think so. I just thought it was really interesting when I first started looking up this you know, on Open Secrets, these candidates. Um, And I looked at Hillary Clinton's too, and also at Obama's. And it was just interesting. That's why I sent you those screenshots of the charts, because it's like, where, where's all Trump's support? Like he had, (laughs) no, really really though. I mean, he had, so his line was like under five, eight, 10, you know, under the, in the short millions. And then you had some of these in the double digits, 
And then you look at his and it's like all in the single digit millions, except for the other category. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was like kind of strange. Where is this money coming from? But yet his campaign is the most funded. Absolutely. Uh, I actually want to kind of go back and show them. I was going to say you should go back. (laughs) uh, Because I want to compare the difference and the amount of fundraising that Donald Trump did compared to um, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. Uh, So let's go ahead and check to see like who's really getting this like all this money. Um, And then here you see like these are his super PACs like fighting for president or like this is his campaign I'm pretty sure. Um, Unite the Country is another one. American Possibilities is another super PAC that supports uh, Joe Biden. So it uh, looks like this time around he has raised $86,157 um, for his campaign alone. And then outside groups raised $12 million about. Um, and that is from February 29th of this year to March 23rd. Uh, let's go ahead and cover Donald Trump to see how he compares. So mm-hmm. once again, keep in mind. Uh, Joe Biden about 90 million let's get let's call it 100 million right like let's even give him 100 million let's 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 call it that (laughs) so now we're going to pivot to Donald Trump and let's show him who yeah let's show that support for those contributions so like you can see his is a first off there's a longer list of super PACs supporting the president uh, in this one. So this is his campaign, Donald Trump for president. Um, after that, they have America First Action, Committee to Defend the President, Great America PAC, Black Americans to Re-Elect the President, Rebuilding America Now, Tea Party PAC, no surprise, Support American Leaders PAC, like random shit, guys. But these are the, these are the entities that, that Citizens United enabled uh they enable the creation of these super PACs these exactly flush the system with campaign uh to flush our campaign system with this dark money and Mm -hmm. these these entities are not uh they're not forced to disclose where this money comes from which is where the term dark money comes from yeah well and that's what's so awesome about this website is that this is actually available for every kind of election for congressional um, for Congress women and men, for senators, for governors, um, for I think there's even one for mayoral races in here. So it's really interesting figuring out where this money is coming from. Yeah, absolutely. So let's compare uh, Donald Trump's to uh, Joe Biden's once again. So keep in mind, John, uh, Joe Biden had he, he has raised so far about like a hundred million dollars, let's say, and Donald Trump completely blows that out of the water. His campaign single-handedly raising $232 million, which is an astronomical, staggering amount for one campaign. Um, so that's just to go to what we're up against when we're trying to defeat the, the most dangerous president in the modern history of America. And, yeah. and, then, and for the outside groups, he has even more money coming, right? So those outside groups you see here, they raised $46 million. Uh, 46.6 million dollars on top well, of even the just the amount like, that's crazy yeah i mean even just the total amount that they've already spent and the cash on hand um that the the president's uh campaign has both mm-hmm. outweigh the amount of money that joe biden has 
raised in total. That doesn't even count the amount that he's already spent. That's 100% true. I'm going to go ahead and check back. So like this is the cash on hand for the campaign. Let's just let's say it's $100 million. I'm kind of scared to even look at his. Oh, my God. Uh, Joe Biden. Wow. So these are Joe Biden's numbers. Yeah. Well, 13. She is. He's a combined between his campaign and outside groups. Cash on hand, 13 million. And that is going up against $100 million on the president. Absolutely insane to think that these guys are going to replace the incumbent president with this kind of money. But that's just when, to show, like, this guy is not getting the support of the ordinary people. Like, you can see also, let's call up uh, Joe Biden's contributors. Like, who is actually supporting? Like, is he actually getting the support of everyday normal Americans? Yeah. Let's go ahead. I know, that's... Over. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this, guys. Like, you can see right away, like... The contributors, Greylock Partners, like these are all like financial institutions, companies over the million dollar marks. Like you can see who this guy is taking the, the money from. And I'm not saying he's any um, better. I think there's even a from. section on there for individual contributions. Yeah, I, there was. Uh, I thought it was under here. I thought so too. But it might be under donor demographics, I feel like. If not, it'll be under expenditure. Or maybe it was under the summary. Was it? Uh, I'm not sure. So I remember seeing it, though. It might be uh, expenditures. No, it's not that. I would love to look up my, uh, Michael Bloomberg to see like what he spent. Oh, gosh. What happened? <laughs> Home screen. Oh no. Okay, summary. Um, so, oh yes, yeah, so you, it was right under it. <laughs> Damn, I shouldn't have to get on that at all. Okay, so the source of the fund. So you can see from the chart here that 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 large black line right here are the large contributions, which is showing to be about sixty-two percent of Joe Biden's funding comes from okay. large contributors. And the small individual contributions with $200 or less is standing at 38.9%. So you can see those written down here. But let's compare that to Donald Trump and to see how he does in that area. So his source of funding, small individual contribution, that is crazy. So he actually has the support of the people which is a very interesting thing to, to note to that see. is mm -hmm. different between him and uh, Donald Trump, someone that everyone considers like the worst president of modern American history or whatnot. Um, but he ha actually has the support of his party and the American people, which Joe Biden does not. And that is telling. And, and you know what's interesting is this whole time we've been kind of saying that um, – we felt Bernie would do better against Trump because he has the base voter, um, the base amount of voters that in like Trump, you know, he has this loyal set of people who are always going to vote for him. Mm -hmm. And that's really funny to see um, that Trump is. Yeah, that's it's interesting. It's um, that's why the answer has always been for me, like to since Donald Trump is really the answer uh, for the populist right. 
we should have a populist left, left. answer yeah. to that. And the answer was Bernie Sanders. And that's why he had the most individual contributions of any presidential candidate in American history. Well, and, and when you see these records, when really what this shows me too, it, it, then when you see that Trump has the majority of his money coming into his campaign or from individual contributions, that should be scary to everybody. That should be, that should be alarming. That's that should enthusiasm. You, that should really make you question the get-go if you ever should have been on board with Biden. Um, and it also really, to me, makes me wonder um, what's up with the DNC? What's up with these Democrats who are letting all of, funneling all this money into politics? They're clearly not, don't have your best interest. Um, and clearly people think Donald Trump does because <laughs> they're donating. More people are donating to him than they are to Biden or to any other um, Democrat, Democratic nominee besides Bernie. Mm -hmm. That's scary. That is super scary. Um, and these people are the ones that are not only donating to him, but these are the ones that are actually gonna show up. These mm -hmm. are enthusiastic voters. If you know anything about Trump's voters, a, they're like called like, so they, they're going to go out and support the president no matter what, right? Uh, no matter what this guy does, he can like grab uh, women by the pussy. He can do like all this crazy shit and nothing sticks. Nothing sticks. He can have all these allegations against him. He can do a shitty job as the president and nothing is really sticking to this guy. Um, and Democrats are always going to be worse. <laughs> as long as they keep putting up people like Hillary Clinton like Joe Biden, all those centrist, moderate candidates that are losing strategies when it comes to a national election. What we need is to fight fire with fire and elect mm -hmm. a progressive and to put them in the White House. That is the winning strategy on the national level. That is gonna address yeah. the, all the inequalities that we're seeing. People are gonna come out in support of that. That's why we were pushing that. Not because we wanted uh, to have our own agenda up there, not because we, uh, we wanted to have a socialist in the president or the first Jewish president or, or anything like that. Nothing superficial, but because his policies enabled uh, and led the way for a better, more equitable future, a future for everybody involved, all Americans. And he was the, he's the one pushing right now for the $2,000 cash payments um, and has been since he was um, running in the presidential primaries. He's the yeah. one that's kind of been talking about that. He did not, he was one of the first Democrats that did not let Donald Trump or any of the Republicans show up to his left. He was not about to do that. So, well, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, there's just so many things that I think that I wish Bernie would have done better so that he could still be here. Um, because when you think about Trump came because people were like, what is going on? We need, we need a huge change. And Trump is that big change. So I feel, and just kind of like what you said, the only way to really combat that is to come up with a person where we're like, oh my gosh, Trump is horrible. We need to get him out of here. We need to do something really crazy to the left, just like people did really crazy to the right. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I don't crazy. I say, because people say that Bernie's ideas are radical and whatever. Um, though we've have talked about this before. They've been mm-hmm. talked about for decades now. Um, but this idea that Biden is going to be the person who is going to save us from Trump. It's just, I just don't see that that being, um, viable. And when you look at open secrets and you look at the fact that he's getting a lot of these contributions from big donors, it also makes me wonder when he does get into office, who does he really care about? Where is, where are it, where is his devotion? Where does it really lie? Does it lie with the people who are um, voting him in or does it lie with the people who are buying him in? And I have to assume it's the latter. Absolutely. Like, I think it's an, it's an insult to the intelligence of the American people to insinuate that, like, because you receive this staggering amount of money from like, all these dark entities and all these other people, that's not your constituents. Like, it's an insult to think that we, that they won't do anything uh, to the benefit of those uh, contributors or to the donors that do that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's laughable, right? Like, that's, like, oh. dumb shit, you know what I'm saying? But... Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. Like, can I talk about that, Linda? Can I talk about that WWE thing? Uh, yeah, go ahead and talk about it. I think it's a great way to, uh, we'll wrap it up after that. Okay. So gosh, what was that pack? Um, is it America first? I have no idea. Act or something. The number two. So Donald Trump campaign is the number one con- contributor to his campaign. Go figure. Number two is this a super PAC, America First Action or something. Um, mm-hmm. And Linda McMahon, who is the ex CEO of WWE, is actually the um, CEO, I guess, of the super PAC. She's the one who created it. Mm-hmm. And um, through this whole coronavirus thing, the WWE will not only Florida got like $18.5 million or something um, in relief or whatever, which I think mm-hmm. is also kind of interesting, mm-hmm. but the WWE was actually, um, there was a whole document stating that they are considered an essential business. They are essential workers, <laughs> this entertainment industry. Um, so I think that that's kind of interesting. The second, the biggest pack that's giving money to the Trump's campaign and they are randomly essential workers. I mean, it's just kind of little things like that, but you see that and you have to assume that that is how it goes in other areas. You have to assume that these people are being bought out just like the NRA, you know, just like how the NRA is constantly behind every single gun law that goes out. They are literally in Washington every single time something is being argued on the Senate or the House floor to be like, no, 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 guns aren't that bad. Let me talk, blah, blah, blah. So I don't think, I think that that's really telling, the WWE thing. I mean, mm-hmm. essential I workers. I think it is as well. And I think that's a great place to kind of wrap it up and to leave our audience kind of thinking about that because to me, that kind of just screams backroom talk, like smoke-filled rooms that this is, pol- <laughs> these are politicians at their best making these deals uh, in the back room with uh, the leaders Behind of corporate doors. America. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's just extremely telling. I'm going to leave our, I think it's a great place to leave our audience. So once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast of this episode and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.